For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. It's June 4th, 2018. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Mr. Matt Morgan, Mr. Raj Geary, talking Monday Night Raw. One week until the go-home show for Money in the Bank. Matt, what did you think of tonight's Raw? Not good. <laughs> Not good. I liked, I liked the potential of the Zami Zayn stuff tonight. I, I think he was great as usual. Um, but, uh, now. Tag team, turmoil, whatever the hell you want to call it. Battle Royale couldn't have cared any less. A lot of things I just found myself, like, I'm being honest. I would not have watched it if I did not have to do this podcast. And that's, yeah. how, I, that's how I rate if I'm watching a show as a fan and really into it. And I'm a huge fan. I'll be the first. I, I love, I'm a huge wrestling fan. I love wrestling. I love watching all kinds of wrestling. So it takes a lot for me to go, oh, crap, I've got to watch this, unfortunately. When my wife's going, why are you watching these guys? This sucks. I'm like, well, because <laughs> I have to. i got to report on it later. You know, there was a lot of that tonight for me. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah I thought, uh, I don't know if sucked is too strong a word, or it's just boring. It was just so boring. dull. Boring. Yeah, it was just nothing happening, you know, watching paint dry for three hours. Yes. It, it just, you know, um, the, the problem I have a lot of times with shows when they get to the stage is you start DVRing it, right? When you can miss it, you just DVR it. And that's the first step to stopping watching it completely. And I think a lot of times this time of year when there's nothing going on, they give these fans this opportunity to start, you know, just DVRing it, watching it later, and then they eventually check out. And that's why viewership drops every year. And I think uh, this is just one of those examples. This is another week. It's been like this for a month and a half. I feel like not just nothing happening, crappy angles, bad acting, bad acting, yeah. bad acting. I mean, shit finishes that you know that Kevin Owens Finn Balor match. Did you, oh. you know, couldn't couldn't you have booked anyone else or? I don't know. It it sucked. Do you ever have that existential crisis, Raj? So, Matt, you mentioned, like, oh, you know, why am I watching this? If I didn't have to, I wouldn't. But, Raj, do you ever start thinking, like, maybe there's a business to be had in doing a Better Call Saul fan site? Maybe I can make that my new thing. <laughs> Shut down Wrestling Inc. Do something meaningful with my life. <laughs> no, I, I haven't. It hasn't gotten that bad yet. <laughs> Even uh, though, I mean, there are a lot of weeks where I would not watch it if it weren't for this podcast. Right. Yeah. No, I'm with you guys. Tonight Tonight was probably the toughest, and tonight had some bright spots. It had some moments, but I'll tell you what it is, and tell me what you think of this, Matt. So they opened with Elias out there doing that promo, interrupted by Seth Rollins. We know that they're going to go for the IC title at Money in the Bank. Uh, then Jinder comes out, then Roman comes out, and it evolves into a tag team match very quickly. How do you feel, Matt, as the viewer, when they do this half-hour opening without hyping up anything else in the evening or getting you excited for the show? Because they've picked proper talents, I would say more than half, I would say a lot of the time when they pick these segments. I've found, like remember Braun Strowman wrestled for like 45 minutes one night? Mm -hmm. I was engaged in that because he had a new 
opponent like every what five minutes or something like that or i forget but they've done it a few times where i've really enjoyed it because i like more ring time for the guys that could work so like finn balor you're going to tell me he's going to start off the first 30 minutes i'm in you tell me seth rollins is wrestling the first 30 minutes i'm in you know what i mean but you're right as far as if we're talking about business sense and we're building our show and we're supposed to be crescendoing it you have to do your advertising early on on folks tonight this is what we blah 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 this guy versus this guy this guy versus this guy and whatever have you to make people want to come back and watch we saw roman in the first segment if those of you were out there there's a lot of fans that are like this and love roman they think he's the hood ornament of that company he's the guy right we saw him in the first 30 minutes what else do i gotta watch mm. yeah it feels like you build and deliver your main event right off the bat you know you seth and roman you know uh, with with the harder core fan, Seth is the guy with super the, hot Seth. Yeah, yeah, and and so so to have both of those guys in the first match, yeah, check, Glenn, check, I mean, I agree. yeah, no, exactly. Check, like, and then oh, we want to stick around for Nia and Natalia. No. I mean, no offense to Natalia, but that's the that's the intrigue. I'm going to sit around another two and a half hours for that. Um, yeah, I agree. It's, it's they don't build to the end of the show as much as they used to. The opening segment should kind of set the stage for. It's the basic storyline for the rest of the show, and now it's just kind of a throwaway segment for the first match. Yeah. That being said, I thought that match was good. <laughs> it was good, but what was the story? What was the hook? It was a kind of an interesting way to start the show. It's another one of those things that we accuse um, the tag teams uh, of doing, except they did it in reverse. See what I'm saying? We always talk about how, like, Sheamus and Cesaro are the ones who are always most guilty of this, and being booked wise, I'm saying, where. There'll be in a tag team match coming up in the upcoming pay-per-view versus <laughs> Joe Blow and Mike Smith, right? And they'll crisscross single matches for like the next eight weeks. They're going to a six-man. But over those eight weeks, that's all we're getting. That's what they did in the single side of the business tonight by conjoining two, you know, angles together. Yeah, they've just been crisscrossing Roman's feud and Seth's feud. And then it's it's this formula that they've just been doing forever. There's no real storytelling. It's a feud starts with just someone randomly attacking somebody else. And it, that's it. It feels lazy in the way of, you know what, well, why wouldn't uh, Roman Reigns come out and be a part? Okay, I could see that, yes. Yeah. But uh, it's still lazy. I think people don't get as over in the process. For instance, gender. Jinder, in my opinion, gets hurt the most of this, where he could be doing one-on-one -on -one segments with Roman Reigns, of all people, you know, the guy, which helps his stock rise, regardless of whatever Roman does to him. <laughs> you know, he's still genders in the, you know, one-on-one -on -one segments with him, not sharing time with three stars that are more over than him. Yeah. And I don't know. Yeah, it was a tough, uh, tough start to a show. Just, I think it sort of set the tone that tonight was going to be all over the place. But, but it was a great match, though, right, Raj? Like you said, it was a good match. Yeah, I thought it was really good. I thought I think Jinder has looked a lot better with these guys since he's been kind of put in the feud with, you know, obviously with Seth you're going to, but with Roman, he he seems uh, more comfortable, I guess. And yep. uh, I think Elias too. I thought I thought this was one of Elias's stronger outings. I want to say I did like Elias kicking off the show. Yeah. Yeah. I did too. I, I felt different, and it, it shows that they got some confidence in him. You know that because uh, that's a big deal. It is a huge deal, huge responsibility. And uh, Elias hit the drift away on Rollins, got the win in that match. So Elias and Jinder won. Uh, we saw more 
from Jinder and Roman later so in I the guess night. That probably means Rollins is <laughs> winning at Money in the Bank. Yeah, I was surprised to see him take the L. I'll be honest. He's been yeah. red hot. Yeah. Yeah, I almost think again, if you if you do want to go with Seth in the world title picture, then Elias would probably be the guy to lose it to right now, since he could yes. he could use that belt. Yes, he could. It'd be the next step for him, and it doesn't hurt Seth. Not oh, absolutely. Title. No. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so they did something different, or I thought they were doing something a little different after that. Kurt Hawkins out there talking about uh, tonight was going to be the night. Me too. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, so he said tonight was going to be the <laughs> night. If, if I win, everyone gets free tacos. They had a big buffet tray of tacos out there. They brought out local enhancement talent. Now, Matt, did you assume what I did that this is yes, going to be the start? It's happening. It's going to happen. Oh, you thought he was going to win? Oh, oh yeah. I thought. See, I thought they were going to make Kurt's gimmick that he's going to go from town to town and lose to the local jobber each week. No. no, no, I didn't think he was gonna win because of the tacos. If they didn't have the tacos <laughs> there, I could, I would have thought he was gonna win. Really, with what's going on with the B squad now and things like that, why not? I don't know. I, I, yeah, I can't I, see I, them I, handing out tacos to all the people. They at hand out pancakes. Okay, I didn't, okay, I'll admit, I didn't think that part through. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't know, man. WWE's got some cash now; they can afford tacos for everyone. Yeah, I did um, think he. I thought he was going to get DQ'd, but I thought like he was going to mess up. Like he would have the win in sight and then screw up, and right. and you know something happened. But uh, those see, tacos I, look good. I was getting hungry. Yeah, the, seriously. The, way the announcers were putting him over too. <laughs> I was like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. See, I was thinking if Kurt's new thing was he went from town to town and got beat by the local job guy, that after a couple of weeks we're going to get the next James Ellsworth. We're going to get the next. We don't, know, fresh we don't need the next James Ellsworth. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, that's going to be his gimmick. I think you're right. I think you're on it, Glenn. I think that's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, gonna and Corbin all. He's going to keep going against. I think that's a great gimmick. Yeah, does something, right? Pays it forward, right. gives a new talent. It's entertaining. I Granted, we're not going to get two, star, two main event stars out of this, but that's okay. It's a different kind of entertainment on the lower end of the card, right? It's different than what we get. Yeah. So against James Harden uh, tonight. Uh, James Harden was. His name was James Harden. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. They did not call him James Harden. Is it, is yeah. that what, what is that a rib on? That's an NBA player. Oh, is it? <laughs> okay. His name was James Harden. That makes sense then. Yeah, Elias ripped the Rockets at the beginning too. That was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Um, I mean, yes. that's cheap heat to the the most desperate kind of cheap heat, but the way he delivered that line, oh, I'm James Harden. I, I was like, what are they referencing? I could tell there were, it was meant to be something. I know three basketball players. So. He's, 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 an MVP, he's like an MVP candidate this year uh, for the NBA. Yeah. I think in most basketball players I know were in like NBA jam from 94. Like those are the ones that I can name. You remember air dog and P-Funk? <laughs> Special like, code players. Yeah, like uh, oh god, there were so many of them in there. God, NBA Jam was so good. I know Air Spud. And that Air was the, yeah. You know, that was the uh, the dog that that played basketball. Oh, Air no, Air. That's Air Bud, Rob. Air Bud. Oh, yeah. And he was a, he was a dog of many sports: yeah. football, basketball. Oh, we digress. We digress. Uh, <laughs> so okay, so Corbin came out, got the DQ. So uh, yeah, he James attacked one. He attacked uh, Harden, Harden. so Harden won by DQ. Yeah. And then he went backstage to 
ankle. And uh, oh, well, then he uh, beat up Kurt Hawkins, threw him into that tray of delicious looking tacos just uh, all over the place. They have to do a food thing every week, right? In the summer. That's their thing. Uh, So backstage, he tells Kurt Angle that he has a letter from Stephanie McMahon declaring Corbin the constable of Monday Night Raw. There to I'm, keep, I must have missed that part. Oh, you didn't yeah. see that? It was actually, the, I think, the best promo segment Baron Corbin has done. Uh, he was uh, smiling. Like, it was, it was a different Baron Corbin. I liked this Baron Corbin. Uh, kind of smart-ass, smart-alecky. I think there's so many people. If you want to have that role, that's fine. But Corbin just seems so miscast for that. You should Sammy Zayn would be the perfect. Sammy Zayn would be great for that. Of Monday Night Raw. You don't even need, I, I don't know, I wonder if this is just one of those things that they came up with in the meeting today and then decided to throw it on without really thinking of where it's going to go. It almost felt like that. They do do that. Yeah. It's, it's going to be that the letter's fake, right? Like, I mean, that's got to be the outcome of this. Hmm. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think he would cross Stephanie like that, you know, like fake a letter from Stephanie. No, I think Stephanie would admire those. Plus, Stephanie would call right away and be like, "That's, That's true." You know. Yeah, we'll see where it, where it leads. Um, <laughs> so that happened, and uh, he's the eyes and ears for Stephanie on on Raw now. Natalie thinks it could be heading to Corbin versus Jason Jordan. Could, oh yeah. God! Don't say that good. Is that bad? I'd say I could see that. I could see them doing that. But, oh God! Okay. Yeah. yeah. Nia Jax versus Natalia. So Ronda Rousey comes out to a huge pop. She's on commentary. Let's talk about Ronda Rousey on commentary first. Uh, repeated the same joke going into break and coming back from break. <laughs> yeah, I guess she thought that was really funny and didn't think like the crowd heard it the first time or something. Yeah, her husband is the only one that could say she's ripe for the picking. Hmm. Yeah. Ugh. And when they cut to her, it looked like she was reading off a teleprompter. I mean, I don't know about you guys. I've seen hostage videos that had more charisma and looked less forced than this. Jeez. I mean, it was bad. It was She was like dead-eyed, staring ahead, you know, and this is, I mean, so I got to think they had a prompter in front of her and they were feeding her stuff to say. So I, I had an interview with Haku tonight, so I had to leave during this match. So I missed about 20 minutes. So it sounded like I went out at, at a good point. Yeah, it, it wasn't a great use of Ronda Rousey. It was her being buddy-buddy again with Natalia, overly, not overly, worrying about Natalia who got an injury at the end of the match, cost her the victory. Well, it helped, you know, homegirl beat her. But uh, and after the match, she walked, you know, up the, up the ramp and uh, kept staring down like Nia Jax, though, while she got in the ring to check on uh, Nat, uh, Natalia. And they got a couple stare downs there and there, you know, and uh, Naya was like, oh, sorry, you know, she didn't injure her. It wasn't her fault. It was just a freak accident, a freak accident that happened when she hit the ropes and Natalia injured her knee. They did and two of those tonight, too. What was the other one? With Alexa Bliss? Alexa, Alexa Bliss, yeah. Alexa, Alexa's was more obvious. Um, like this wasn't supposed, this was supposed to be, a. it's not a legit injury, but it was supposed but to seem legit. In the story, it was legit, whereas Alexa's yeah. wasn't. But, I just think with Rhonda, every time they have her out there, she's just she's kind of less and less each week, like less and less special. Like there's no reason you need her out on commentary if it's not going to do anything. Yeah, and they need to be careful with that. You know what I mean? You're you don't want to be known as the company that blew like the hottest box office attraction. Right. I mean, think about it. I mean, 
it, it, I was looking forward to that. Like I just got done telling you, like Roman, Seth, I saw all the guys I really want to see in the first segment. Okay, take out KO and Sami Zayn. Okay, I want to see them too. But also part of that was Ronda Rousey for me. You know, I'll watch the end of the show. I bet just wanted to see Ronda I kept thinking. You know, after yeah. that first segment. So she drew me in to want to watch more though, you know. And then they give us that, you know. So I don't know how it is for other fans. Is that somebody who's not doing the podcast? Are they going to come back and like, you know, that's how they're using her? That's kind of they're just rushing her. They're they're I mean, putting her in a singles match against Nia Jax of all people. Um, it just it seems like a bad idea unless they were planning to go thirty seconds or something. It seems like a, a bad idea because Nia's gonna like rough her up or what? Well, I think Nia, if you're if you're having someone without any experience, um, it seems like you'd want to go with someone like an Oscar, you know, that can that has a ton of experience working with uh, with novices and newcomers and helping elevate talent. She did that in NXT. Uh, Nia, I don't know if I'd call her green, but she she hasn't had that many great matches you know there's still you could count them on one one hand i mean she's getting better but she's not she's there getting yet. Better. she's getting better um, yeah she's getting better but for someone that's never had a singles match on tv um yeah I mean, she was great at wrestlemania but she was also there with kurt angle and triple h and they had a month to rehearse it and they were spending all that time at the performance center working on it i, I don't i don't know how much they're rehearsing this but it's it just seems again, like a risk but but again she was in the ring with stephanie Stephanie is not a very good wrestler. Okay? Right. She's, she's not better than Nia Jax. Right. But very different. She can bump her feet where Nia Jax is not going to be happening. So what's what's key here is Nia, and she needs to step up and speak up about this. The agent should be doing this for her. And that is, no matter who she's in the ring with, they've got to be the ones creating movement out there. Otherwise, it can get stale and boring quick mm-hmm. with her just you know, lumbering around and backing the opponents in the corner and like getting forms across, you know, right above the chest area and doing the big John stud off. It's that shit. That's boring. <laughs> yeah. I just think with Rhonda, she's the biggest star in the company. She's one of the biggest sports stars in the world and not giving her more of a story, more that that's something you can bite your teeth into instead of just random feud. And, you know, put more thought into it, come up with something and, and hide her. What's that? It was lazy. Yeah, it's totally lazy. That's totally WWE right now. And who knows? They probably double their TV deal off of that with how these things work <laughs> these days. <laughs> uh, do you think, though, because of the way wrestling is, do you think that one, the, the powers that be, the guys that make these decisions are understand the business well enough or are even fans enough to have that opinion? Or do you think that they're so not really into it, they just kind of go, well, it's popular, so it must be working? I don't know what the kind of what kind of writers they have. We hear that the kids right out of college. I hear, I hear it's not always like that. You know, I know you have people like ex wrestlers that are getting their input put in, and that helps the show. I always feel, um, but you could definitely feel they're, they're they're neutral. There's no question about that, and I feel like it's almost. I want to give them credit and say they do this on purpose because it's a slow part of the season or whatever. Like you were saying earlier, Raj. But I don't, I don't know if it's that. I don't know what it is. But it comes across as lackadaisical on yep. television. The whole show from front to back. Yeah, it seems like the only things that are given real thought are like the B team segments and like I mean, the Curtis Hawkins tonight. You know, it's like the okay, yeah. comedy stuff is the stuff that's outside the yeah. outside the box. But it's not yeah. stuff that's going to draw money. 
I bet you those are the segments right. that are produced, like Matt said, by the guys that have wrestled before and have been in it, because it seems to have a bit more of an understanding of the business, a sense of humor. They know what they're doing. I feel like that's why it works. Let me ask you guys this. Sami Zayn, he's one of my favorites right now, but like at the end of that segment, that fell flat. Oh, yeah. So even yeah. that, we have this kid with all this freaking charisma. He's on fire in the charisma department and getting heat. He did as good as he could with that. I'm sorry. There's not many that could have done better with what he was given tonight. To go out there with a stoic, uh, smiley Bobby Lash in the middle of the ring doing nothing but smiling. <laughs> the middle of that segment with Sammy was really good. Right? Like they should have stopped it there when he... Yes. You know, that line about, were you even in the Army? And Lashley should have just chased him off, and that should have been it. But it just we saw Bobby on. smile again and high-fiving fans and, and waving to him. No! The whole yes. point of that was to crescendo him to that pissed off scowl. That's why you have him overly smile the whole promo. To get to the, the smiles on Bobby's face anymore. Oh shit, it's on. Yeah. It's like a, a reverse Rhonda. She looks really serious all the time. Right. So when she's happy, it means something. You know? Um, yeah, so that ended. Uh, Nia Jax got the Samoan drop of the pin, but Natalia uh, landed. Uh, bad on her knee <clears throat> was hurt after she was trying to apologize to Natalia. Rhonda came out and uh, helped walk Natalia off. So they had backstage segment with that again, Natalia trying to apologize, but I'm assuming this takes Natalia out of money in the bank and maybe opens up space for Bailey or Ruby riot. No, well, they could do that. There was that rumor that did you hear that rumor about the toys that came out that had Kevin Owens with the money in the bank and, and Natalia with the, the money in the bank? Interesting. But I'd I guess someone is that. saying those were made a while ago, so it could be uh, just just a weird coincidence or something. Yeah. I mean do they, I mean, do they is it really accurate? Do they still do it nowadays where every wrestler gets a title belt that comes in the packaging? It could be. I don't think so. Or they could have the money in the bank sets where you could just put the briefcase on whoever you get, you know? Yeah. If you got six figures, you just, well, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going to take my predictions from a toy company. Right. Yeah, the, to the, the toys are typically pretty behind. I mean, they just came out, like, with the Festival right. of Friendship set yes. a couple months ago. Right. Uh, the Miz and Maurice's John and Nikki. Um, yeah. Oh, so they did a figure on that? Yeah, yeah, I bought those. They're awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I will buy really random and specific WWE figures. Um, but yeah, toys are typically way behind. So after that match, Braun Strowman versus Bobby Roode. Okay, so this had a cool part in it. Uh, okay. Bobby sets up a ladder trying to pull like a Bugs Bunny and getting Braun to chase him, assuming Braun's going to run smack dab into the ladder. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. He has been doing that as part of his offer, offensive arsenal lately, where he gets on the outside the ring and is on the loose. He's this moose on the loose, just running around the ring fast as hell and yeah. tackling whoever's in his way. It's usually tag matches, I've noticed, but not mm -hmm. so much single matches as much. So I, I don't, I'm, I'm trying to make an excuse as to why he was doing this. I'm just being honest. <laughs> um, but uh, that was a pretty cool. I mean, I don't know. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, when Braun smashed the ladder, that was awesome. Yeah. And he throws his whole body into it, you guys. Every time I see him take, when you're taught to take a, uh, uh, like when the guy's in the corner and you charge and he moves and you eat a turnbuckle and you go through it and your shoulder hits the, the ring post, 
normal height guys, you hit your crotch on the second turnbuckle, and it keeps you from this close from hitting your shoulder and trap muscle on the actual steel post. Okay? But when you're tall like us, you're eating that post every single time. There is no second turnbuckle to hit your crotch area to prevent you from hitting and going all the way through. And that beast, I got to give him credit, he hits that thing at 100 miles an hour, and he wraps his arm around that post as hard as bleep every single time. He's, I don't know what what they're waiting for with him. He's improved so much. Oh, yeah, the short amount of time he's been there and how much he's improved, it's it's great. Uh, again, I hate seeing Bobby in this in this spot. Um, Rinse and repeat on that comment. Right? He's kind of heelish tonight, calling Braun big boy, you know? Taunting him on. My Bobby move wouldn't be saying that. <laughs> it's a fine line. I don't think he's being buried, but I, I definitely, you can tell where they see him right now on, on the card. And, and I think it's just, uh, he's miscast and he shouldn't be here. He should be here, but as a, as a heel. Yes. Uh, so Braun won that match, uh, the running power slam hit Bobby with that. And yeah, him smashing the ladder. That was cool. That'll look very good in the video package that we get before money in the bank. Uh, let's take a moment. Thank the sponsor of this episode. And that's dollar shave club. So dollar shave club delivers everything you need to look, feel and smell your best. They have everything you need to get ready in the bathroom, much more than razors dollar shave club. Yes. Dollar shave club. If you ever shower or brush your teeth, which I'm sure most of us do from time to time, you try and make your hair look presentable, I've got good news for you. Dollar Shave Club has a lot of stuff to help you out. They deliver everything you need to look, feel, and smell your best. Shampoo, conditioner, body wash, toothpaste, hair gel, even a wipe that'll leave your tush feeling tingly clean. Uh, I'm a big fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I said it. Uh, I'm a big fan of their amber and lavender calming body cleanser. I love their pomade. I'm wearing that in my hair right now. Uh, I... God, it's completely changed my shower routine. Did you guys get the the new samples? No, I don't get anything from you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I was like, oh my! I was like, what is this? Because there was so much stuff in there, and it was like, oh man, this there's a ton of stuff. It was adult Christmas. It was like, ooh, <laughs> like black pepper and sage soap, and I've got you know this uh, citrus face wash and all these great things to try out, and I've been loving it. It has been completely changing my routine. Oh, their toothpaste, their toothpaste is incredible. Um, I love that it's so much more, you know, a guy like me, I mean, all of us, right? I mean, I shaved last week. I don't shave very often, but I love that in addition to keeping me well stocked with razors, that they've got everything else I need to take care of my grooming routine and everything they do is made with top shelf ingredients that won't break your budget and you will feel the difference. Plus shipping is free with your membership. So here's a great way to try a bunch of Dollar Shave Club's products. For just five bucks, you can get their daily essential starter set. It comes with body cleanser, one wipe Charlie's, that is uh, the Tush Tingly Clean Wipes. Uh, and yeah, their world famous shave butter, plus their be best razor, the six blade executive. Keep the blades coming for a few bucks more a month and add in shampoo, toothpaste, or anything else that you need. You can check it all out at dollarshaveclub.com slash INC. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash INC. And, uh, yeah, dollar shave club, man, seriously, you know, it's gotta be a good product. If I'm sitting here talking about the tush and the butt wipe and the bathroom routine, well, let me tell you, as Raja said, it's a game changer. Well, really quick. I'm sorry, Raj. What's so good about the, the, the toothpaste? Tell me on that. That's uh, with them. I like the taste. I like the amount of foam. I like that it feels clean, but it's also not abrasive in a bad way. 
Yes, um, talking about. Know yeah, you, you know, like how with some toothpaste, you feel like, oh my god, my mouth is on fire. You can't eat for the next three hours because yeah, of, yeah, it's, it ruins this, everything. It's, perfect it's it's just the right amount of mint really good consistency i really dig it um yeah it's what i've been using for the past couple weeks dollarshaveclub.com slash inc huge fans of their products and thank you to dollar shave club for sponsoring the wrestling inc podcast yeah and matt uh, matt's an old school he, he's been using them since before they were a sponsor 2013 yeah 14, 14. Oh, good stuff, man. Oh, good uh, stuff. real quick. Uh, yeah. Matt, you're in for Saturday, Saturday, right? The CM Punk fight? I am. Yes, now that I know we're going to do it. Yes. So after the CM Punk fight, this Saturday we'll be doing a special edition of the podcast. So, cool. Um, we'll have more on that this week. Feel bad for him having to go through court a fight week. Jesus. Yeah. Christ. We'll talk more about that after. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, okay, so we got the buildup for Owens versus Finn tonight. It was interesting. Uh, David Otunga, by the way, on commentary tonight, because Booker and Coachman, well, Coachman couldn't be there, and I guess they didn't want to bring Booker back. So, uh, yeah, Otunga touting first time in the WWE. I'm assuming, of course, their mean main roster, although technicality, their championship match for the NXT belt in Japan was on Beast in the East, the network special. Uh, but we haven't seen this matchup in a while. What are you talking about? Owens versus Balor. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so they built it up pretty heavily tonight. Uh, Owens did a promo talking about it. And uh, I don't know. I worry that with Owens, it's kind of fallen into the same thing again and again. I feel like they need to kind of change it up a little bit, do something well, different. I think he's another one that makes the most of what he gets. I, I, I do. I'm just always entertained by this dude. I don't know why. I, I, I don't know how to say it. Yeah, I just I, th I just think like this match had no stakes. And when you have eight money in the bank spots for men, eight for women, why are they all filled in the first two weeks? Why not spread yeah. that out? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there's still some suspense about what the match is going to be and, and who, who's in it. And, you know, you can have the second chance stuff still going out. And that way... <coughs> these shows don't feel completely meaningless. Yeah. Like if, if Finn and Seth, I mean, uh, sorry, uh, if Finn and uh, Owens was for a spot in Money in the Bank, it would have meant a lot more. Uh, but they're otherwise, banking it just, just they're felt banking, very skippable. They're banking on them being a must-see match because everybody knows they're going to put on a phenomenal match. Yeah. I'm, I'm guessing on their behalf. I don't know. It's a main event level match-ish. Yeah. You know, yeah. So, so the stakes are you have two of your top talents going against each other. You know, it doesn't in those circumstances doesn't have to be for some stakes. I, I, I'm thinking is what they're thinking. Is. Yeah. I don't know. I be... Yeah, it's weird though because they locked down those lineups a few weeks ago, and they're not doing big storytelling for the guys involved this year. Yeah, it's, um, it's the same standard stuff: reaching up and grabbing the. the briefcase. Because that's when the storytelling starts, Raj. Don't you think a little bit more? Like it'll pick yeah. up after we have our winners from the money in the briefcase, you know, money in the whatever. Yeah, that's actually what Glenn and I were just talking about that before the, before the show, that hopefully it picks up with yeah, that pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> what if this is the new normal? They're like, we got we got billions of dollars, folks. Strap in. This is what you get from now on. Well, like, if they could just be on Easy Street, like, look, they got their formula. I mean, they could just stick with this forever, and they're going to have 
you know, Raj, a couple million people that watch every week. Absolutely. Diehards are always going to watch. And here's the thing, Raj, they got nobody pushing them. This is right. the problem. We're not having another company out there to push. Yep. No, absolutely. no way they'd be cash. They'd be phoning it in like this. No way. Yeah. Someone's going to get inspired, though. Someone's got to figure that if the WWE gets billions of dollars. I mean, right? That's what drives competition. Ted Turner wanted in this business because he saw the money to be made. No, but they were in before. I mean, yeah, that's true. You know, WCW was around forever as the NWA and everything. It's. I don't see anyone being able to rival WWE anytime soon just because WWE right now, if they, they're making half a billion a year, if they said New Japan is a threat, well, we'll sign Okada, Naito, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks. It's like seven guys you sign, all of a sudden, you know, it's right. got no competition. Hmm. We will never see it again in our lifetime, in my opinion. I don't think so either. Wow. How old do you think Vince McMahon's going to live to be? His mom's still alive. Oh, wow. How, how old is it? Uh, Vince a... is 72. His mom's in her 90s. Uh, I know his mom is. Uh, I'm saying 87, 88. Okay. And I'm asking this. I do not wish ill upon Vince McMahon, <laughs> but um, he's not retiring, folks. It's not like he's no, going to no. gracefully go out and pass the baton to Triple H. Hey, the company's making more money than ever. So it's going to be bringing in over a billion a year once this new TV deal kicks in. So he's already he's, outlived his father. His father was doing something right. So, hmm, interesting. Um, yeah, but that's what I think about sometimes is like, are we talking the next 30 years? If I, mean, I could see Vince McMahon living to be 100 by sheer determination and spite alone, you know, for the next 30 years, he's going to control the wrestling that we watch. Triple H well, is just checking on his health every morning. There's still Triple H has enough. You know, there's others that have an effect on this. Still, I think it's not as bad. Not I shouldn't say it's bad. It's not as much as it used to be. Where I know everything they still say passes through Vince, but there's people that can go up to Vince and make him pass it through. Yeah. Whereas before that wasn't happening. Yeah, and we'll see. We'll see if he uh, loosens control a bit more. As we go. Um, oh, so uh, Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy were out there doing a promo on the tag team division yeah. right before the tag team battle royal that was to crown the new number one contenders. Uh, in that battle royal, the revival, Heath Slater and Rhino, Brazongo, Titus Worldwide, the B team, Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler, and the Ascension. Biggest shock is that McIntyre and Ziggler did not win this tonight. Yeah. Why did they even put him in there? Stupid. Like the whole storyline was it was the people in the battle royal last week, right? I worried that that stupid ass barbecue thing that they did last week, and that it was those teams. So why randomly throw Drew and Dolphin here? Because they didn't show the same resolve that they did the week before when we gave them credit for not putting them in it. Remember, we specifically yeah. said, you know, thank you for not putting them in this. Yeah, because mm. just by them being in there, brought them down a bit. Big, you know, of course it did, yeah. And then being the first ones out, you know, granted they gave Drew a little bit. They had him destroy some guys, but they just did not need him in there at all. There was no point. Better off not being out. Yeah. Do you think they were protecting the authors of pain or they're just oh, not? No. They have nothing for the authors of pain right now. They've been on main event. Actually, yeah. they haven't even been on main event in a little while. No, they? they didn't. MIA. Yeah. No Way Jose made his main event debut last week. It was on again. Tonight. He lost last week, too. Yeah. Wow. Oh, he's <sighs> Tough fast. year for NXT call-ups, man. 
Um, so the B team won, eliminating Rhino and Slater. And I don't know about you guys, I could see them winning this. I think they're pushing them hard enough with the storyline and they're investing in the storyline. I could see them defeating Matt and Bray, Matt and Bray turn on each other and go back to a singles feud. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, since that singles feud was killing them dead. Uh, you know what? I hope the B team wins. I think they're more entertaining right now. Uh, I don't know, man. Matt and Bray. This was a this was a promo Matt Hardy. I wish they they, they unleashed him like this when he first came in or when they first uh, started turning. You know mm. when Jeff got hurt. I wish they gave us the Matt Hardy promo tonight, involving the fans saying his buzzwords that people always go bananas and pop for. You know the woken and all that stuff. And this is like uh, I don't even know how late this is. You know by, by WWE trying to cash in on a really hot act. Way late. Yeah. It felt like it was dying out there. It did. It did. Although, I'll tell you, I kind of wish the match wasn't happening at Money in the Bank. I wish it was another compound, Wyatt compound match with the B team versus the leader of Worlds. I feel like if you're going to do that, you should have a storyline to get to there. That probably shouldn't be the first match, you know, out, out the bat because they have no real history, no story, no. That's true. No vendetta. So just to randomly throw a compound match when there's no heat there yet. But it's from the entertainment perspective, you know, he's talking because it is yeah. it is that boring. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, and it's it's gonna be. Um but props to the B team. I mean they're they're over and yeah. they're entertaining. I'm enjoying mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um man. Okay, Bobby Lashley and Sami Zayn, it continues. So Sammy comes out, um, talks about stalking Bobby Lashley's Instagram. And uh, the platitudes, the the weak, thin things that uh, he posts. Talks about Lashley hurt his hand so bad he couldn't eat the delicious tofu steak in his fridge. Couldn't even hold Uh, the microphone out. Yes. That was so funny. That was funny. The first half of this was actually actually pretty good. Um, I think the moment it peaked, though, was when he talked about that he has a bunch of fake Instagram accounts. I popped for that. He's got all these inanimate accounts with no face on the profile. That's people do that i get some on my thing all the time doing that yeah yeah and he uh sent a message to bobby lashley now i first thought i posted a link <laughs> to it of that promo that the rock did on snl with bobby moynihan where the promo was that i catfished you and like uh it was this whole elaborate thing that he talks about he did online i thought sammy was going there but no he just sent bobby oh, a fan letter that would have been good actually. yeah and then bobby tried to uh sell him merchandise is this, so are we supposed to believe that that was true? Did Bobby, you know, is that a real thing? No. There's not really Bobby Lashley thing? I don't. I don't, know. I, don't yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming, though. It, it seems realistic. Kind of it just, yeah, it just kind of fell off the cliff. At yeah, that. I didn't think it was funny. I thought he was being serious. <laughs> <laughs> it was hard to tell. I mean, it was hard to tell what what they were doing for humor at the end, what was just bad bad comedy. But it, it just, yeah, it just died by the end. By the end, I was like, man, this is this feud is... It's this rivaling Sasha versus Bailey for worst feud of the year. It is why it does take two to tangle, and I hate to put Bobby in that spot like this because Bobby, I think the world of. You've seen what he did at TNA. Yeah, yeah. He's got it in him. He, he loves. He loves the business. You see it. Yeah. You now he's got a lot of passion. When people have passion like that. You've got to tap into. That. That's your one job. That's literally your only job as a writer. Okay. Get to know your talent and tap into the. Oh. 
on his bio, it says he's in the army. We're going to make this about the army tonight. <laughs> How about you sit down with him and cater him for three minutes? That's all. Three minutes is all I ask. One cool thing TNA did, uh, they, they, uh, I think it was when Lagana started with us, they, they had us all spend about 10 minutes, and it was over like a five or six week period, I believe, with him and Matt Conway. And they got to learn us, got to know us, and it made sense, and it worked. It, it did. They got to know us better, and different things about us they wouldn't have known had we not shared different things with them. You yeah. know, about our past and histories and things like that. That you, that's what you should be wanting to do as a writer, especially when you're not writing for the main event angle. I would be trying to prove myself every week as a writer by making my segment the best possible thing it could be. You know, it's not. It's almost like not like that anymore. And they'll quickly blame it on what? Well, we try, and then Vince swats it down. You just keep trying. Then you don't yeah. stop. You keep beating on that damn door until one of your things get pushed through. One of your storylines does get pushed through. Yeah, you know, you don't just what you just give up in week three of trying. Like what? That's what it feels like. Yeah, it just again, it's just back to that point. It just feels lazy. It feels like they don't know when to pivot, when to try something different. They're just sticking with it. That is for sure. That is for sure. Yeah. So we'll see where it goes next week. Now, of course, I, I mean, I think Bobby's going to kick the crap out of Sammy at their match. I'm assuming at Money in the Bank, if it hasn't already been made official. But here's the question. After that match, do Bobby's actual sisters come out of the audience and beat up Sammy Zane? No. Just to sort of punctuate. <laughs> Because they, they've talked about him so much in this feud. I, hope I feel not. like I need closure. <laughs> I hope not. Oh, man. Um, they'd get they'd get the, the hell boot out of them, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I think, I, I think are... Sammy is – I think Sammy, though, with the, his fans, I think it's kind of a, of a Champa situation. I think that we're playing along with the heel role and appreciating what he's doing rather than actually disliking it, although – Man, some of these have been really awkward. Um, backstage, Jinder Mahal with Charlie Caruso. Roman was backstage. They're cutting promos. That, and was, then... that was awkward, too. It, it felt so unnatural, the, the back and forth between them. <laughs> but then I like that when Roman walked over there, he, Roman was like 100 feet away. He got there very quickly. <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, they know where the interviews are shot. Yeah. Um, we'll see. So that's some of the mo- probably the most build we're going to get for uh, that match of Money in the Bank. Alexa Bliss, Sasha Banks, and Ember Moon versus the Riot Squad tonight. During this match, Alexa Bliss uh, suffers an injury, limps her way to the back, becomes a handicap match with the Riot Squad getting in a lot of offense, and out comes Bailey to help Sasha Banks and Ember Moon pick up the win. Remember when Bailey used to get pops? Yeah, well, Corey Graves, I wonder how genuine that was when he said, when Michael's like, Bailey's coming out, and Corey's like, why? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. but at the same point in that match, it made no sense, you know. I mean, other than if she's making the save, that's one thing, but to add herself into the match, like, that made no sense, right? No, no. Well, that's what Constable Baron Corbin thought. After he, he, he was Constable Baron Corbin's right. You don't just add yourself to matches. <laughs> but I'm sure they've done that before. It's the WWE. It's not the Olympics. Yeah. Very loose rules in this organization. Um, so it was a bit of a showcase for Sasha and Ember. They got, you know, the Riot Squad got to do some stuff. Um, Bailey 
won on Logan, but yes, Constable Corbin overturned that with Kurt Angle backstage immediately after. Constable. <laughs> I think they're because they used Sheriff before for Steve Austin. And, you know, I think they've commissioner, they've used to death. Be honest, did you know a constable, man? It's a British policeman. That's how I knew it. Okay, I'll admit, I didn't know that. Yeah, I know in, in India, who I remember in Indian movies, the, the cops would be called constables a lot. So that's all. Yeah, I did not know it was the, an American thing. Well, yeah. Um, although, okay, so I like this, though. Did you guys see his mic was on low? I couldn't tell where they were going, but Baron was backstage dressing down referee John Cohn. <laughs> you just can't do that, man. Like, that was like, this is, I'm kind of into this gimmick now because it was Baron Corbin being different. It is different. It's different. Yeah. I mean, come on, Matt. You, you sat here for, you know, two yes. years now and call him skinny, fat, and skullet. Yeah. That's why he's not a menacing character. So if he's going to be a bit of a tattletale, you it's different. Listen to me. I'll always applaud different, and I'll give it a few weeks mm. before I'll give my, you know what I mean? What, what I feel about it. Yep. Yeah. Um, and that brings, oh, uh, Big Show came out, did a nice thing with the Special Olympics. Talking about that. He's looking good. Yeah. So he's not retired. So he signed a new contract. So he signed a new three-year contract. Yeah. But it sounds like he's going to be wrestling very sporadically. Like, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Uh, he's he's with the company. Yeah, he's looking good. Uh, Finn Balor versus Kevin Owens, the main event. This was a pretty good match. Went on for, got over 20 minutes. Uh, most notable things, Raj, as you were saying, kind of irks you that it ends in a DQ. Uh, but then we got the whole thing of Owens being afraid of heights, which I thought was cute, but not really true to his character. Hasn't he been in a shark cage before? Or was he scared then? I forget. Was uh, he in the shark cage? I thought no, Jericho was. Jericho, never mind. Yeah. Uh, but Owens, though, has jumped off of ladders yeah. for, I mean, forever. Like, this wasn't... Yeah, you can't you can't look to WWE for continuity. <laughs> you know, you, you, your head would explode like a half hour into the show. But um, so what did you think of this match, Matt? Good. Are you kidding me? No, it's good. It's it was a good, good match. It's just again a good match on a. I don't want to say there was no nothing up from nothing at stake and things like that because there's a two top you know two really good talents going against each other, which I'm entertained by. But what I'm, what I've got to be honest about is a lot of the time I'll watch it from the wrestler's perspective, right? And I, and I can morph in and out of being a fan if I'm really behind something. I'm totally in fan mode, like the rest of you guys are going, yeah, it's just, you know, just being a fan. But there's other times when guys that I know can really go in the ring, you know, I watch from more of a wrestler's perspective and watch how they put the match together, the psychology they're using. Um, and it look, I don't know, and be a little bit more judgmental on how I'm watching it in a good way. Um, and this definitely passed the mustard. You know, this definitely cut the mustard. This was a great match. Um, but again, storyline-wise, what did it do? Yeah, yeah, it did nothing. And I hate when they, you know, the, the bit at the end where Finn goes and grabs the briefcase. It's like they got to show the crowd that that's how it works. Like, you know, like to kind <laughs> oh, of explain, God. like, you know, know. Like, this is how you – when we say you got to reach the briefcase, this is what you got to do. Like you're explaining to the audience, like they're that dumb that they don't know what that is. So I don't know. It just seems so unnatural. Finn, you know, grabbing the briefcase and just celebrating up top for no reason. 
everybody's does this everybody yeah does this. how many weeks do we watch this in advance before the actual pay-per-view where yeah. it's Dolph or it's been punk or it's been whomever mm-hmm. is millions of times i'm sure yeah, yeah. could this be the winner he, yeah it's better when he heel does it i think could this be the scene at this upcoming one in the bank <laughs> <laughs> teaser, i guess yeah I if it's a heel doing it and, and just again, this laziness. Like, why not do a you know get Christian doing an episode of the Peep Show where he's talking about you know because he's got all that money in the bank experience, and you know, uh, and, and build a match that way where he interviews the different people okay. you know from the Money in the Bank match or have the D- Dudleys do something backstage, and you know just kind of incorporate what the match is known for. Would you get on them, however, Raj? Pretend right. this isn't your idea. This is their idea, let's say. Yeah. If you do do that, let's say the Dudleys, you're not going to pull away from that saying, oh, there they go again, pulling out uh, an older an, an older nostalgia act in order to get the younger talent over that you wouldn't look at it that way? Well, it depends how you do it. Like it, like if you had Christian interview him, he's just in the background, right? So he's not he's not overshadowing him. And, you know, he, he can he can mention his own experiences, but then it, it really, you know, turns into – it should Does be it, about the guys in the ring. And in, in the perfect world, he gets his ass handed to him by a younger heel. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Christian, they wouldn't do that with because of his concussions. But oh, with, that's right. with Bubba Ray, they would. Or, you know, if, if you had something like that. that I don't know. I mean, if I if I gave Different. if I thought 10 minutes over it, you know, I could come up with something. Yeah. But, yeah. but you know what I mean? Just a little outside the box and just trying to, trying to do yeah. something different. Yeah. So Owen stomped on Balor till he got disqualified, and after the match was the whole ladder drama. But then uh, Finn put a stop to Owen's trying from like two thirds down the ladder, jumping on him. Um, then Owen's went up there, did the coup de gras from uh, yeah, really yeah. high up. You could tell he was trying to be as safe as possible on that landing. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, I don't blame him. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And how's that work? Uh, I read an explanation of this once, but his feet hit, but he basically shifts his butt, so that way he's dropping the most of his force isn't on his feet. Yeah. I guess, yeah. That makes sense. It always looks to me like the scariest move. It does. <laughs> I mean, seriously, right? The first time I saw him do that, I was like... I mean, that was one of those mind-blowing, complete suspension of disbelief wrestling moments for me. Um, yeah, and that's how they ended with Balor... Grabbing the briefcase, raising it with his music. Your legs go completely limp. All right, they go. Your both legs go completely limp. They're yeah. jelly as soon as you make contact. So it should be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's impressive. Um, but yeah, he was doing the the briefcase. Yeah. Raised to the music at the end, um, and as Natalie and people were pointing out in the chat, when's the last time Raw ended with a segment that made you say, "Oh my God, I've got to tune in next week." Hey, right. Is that a rhetorical question, chat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't remember the last time. It's been it's been a uh, long time. Ron, something with Rhonda, I'm gonna guess. I don't know. Early like on. like a real cliffhanger or something. It's been a long time. I feel like we've had to live with this stereotype with wrestling for at least 20 years now. Of people saying, "Oh, it's the male soap opera." It, yeah. it ain't so soapy as of late. I wish it was. I wish it was. Yeah, it would be way better if it was. So much better. I love that stuff about wrestling. You kidding me? Yeah. yeah the, the the big storylines and and the surprises and you know yeah, and how it all makes sense and you know tying in turns and stuff like don't, not doing turns for no reason but having a real storyline reason for doing them. I know we're pressing the time, but real quick, I watched. I always watch a lot of old school Attitude Era wrestling. Right, Shawn Michaels was the commissioner at the yeah. time. Okay, 
and it was the corporation versus um, the ministry. The first time they were going to meet each other, right? And Shawn Michaels had three security guards take them out to the ring. Shawn Michaels gets shown on the screen as the commissioner. Said, "Uh uh uh-huh, don't touch each other yet. He's like, I bet you guys think I'm there, but I'm in San Antonio, Texas. Look how beautiful it is, the San Diego's. Cuts a promo, makes all these crazy matches on the card. All the heels are pissed. And uh, as the segment plays, and and he goes, uh, hey, you, uh, police, uh, police number one, take off your mask. It's, uh, Pat Patterson. Uh, Number three, take off your mask. It's Joe Briscoe. You, really good-looking guy in the middle. He goes, take your mask off. And it's Shawn Michaels in the middle of the ring. I'm like, that was awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's putting thought into things, man. That they thought they didn't think that up on the fly. That was well thought out in, yeah. months, in months. And it had such a cool pop to it. And I'm watching it over. I've seen this probably three different times, four different times. And I popped just as big on, holy shit, that was awesome. I wonder if that's where Jericho got his uh, idea when he did it with Omega, when he did the the Videotron interview, and he's in, that was you know, cool. he's yelling him down, and then boom, he's in the ring. He did a good job. If he did, he did a great job of not making us remember that. Right. I, didn't, yeah. I didn't think of that. Yeah. No, it came across as oh, completely. Yeah. Oh, like, man. Like, Dad, why can't we do that now? What's so hard about doing something simple as that? Yeah. So what would you? what ratings would you guys give it? It feels like I say the same thing every week. I apologize to the chat room and the viewers because I give it a C every damn week. But I'm not trying to be a hater either. It's just impossible for me to give it anything above a C minus. Yeah, I'm, I'm going D plus. What was that Roger Ebert quote about the movie North? Like I would call it bottom of the barrel, but I don't think this even deserves to be in the same sentence as barrels. You know, I mean, it was uh, like it's not worthy of a rating. Right? I mean, this is supposed to be a sports entertainment variety show that we're watching each week. I think, how about this? We go on strike. I think if they're going to be lazy, <laughs> we're going to be lazy, lackadaisical, not give them a grade. <laughs> they get an N slash A. <laughs> right. Yeah. Let's get seriously. to uh, Incomplete. Incomplete. Right. There you go. INC period. Yeah. <laughs> for wrestling inc there we go yeah. uh so what else is in the news this week uh i want to talk about the cm punk cool cabana trial but before we do that the undertaker is coming back to madison square garden yeah. raj what's the story yeah he's booked for the july 7th house show at madison square garden in new york city they haven't said who he's wrestling yet but the madison square garden the the big marquee in the front has the undertaker's picture it says undertaker returning for the first time in like eight years uh, to msg Wow. So yeah, so it looks like he'll he'll probably be facing Rusev, I'd guess. Um, Good for Rusev. That's big news. Wow, cool. Actually, no, it's a it's a Raw show, so uh, who knows? But yeah, yeah, Taker's working live events again, so he's not retired. Yep. No, I think uh, we're gonna get a couple more matches. Seems like. Uh, maybe Seth Rollins. Maybe that'll pay off uh, that comment in the interview. Oh, I don't think so. I, I don't think they want Taker beating Seth Rollins. Well, that's true. And plus, you don't want to throw a, a storyline, you know. And that wasn't a storyline thing that Seth Rollins said. It's going to be what's his name, um, um, uh, Elias. The show Elias is the perfect one for this. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I was thinking. Let him go out there and run his dick, uh, his, his mouth at the beginning of the show. <laughs> Taker's gong hits and. It's, <laughs> Days of lights, of lights out for him. Yeah. So CM Punk. Right. Yep. Uh, CM Punk, his trial's probably ending this week, and he's got a fight on Saturday. You think WWE planned that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I just know, oh, my God. Like I, I saw 
a couple of things on this because I've been trying to follow the the, the, the the case a little bit, you know, and I saw a lot of people making a big deal out of like crying on a stand or getting misty eyed or whatever. Uh, punk. Yeah, <laughs> I believe it was on day two of the trial. And I'm going, well, hell yeah, the dude ain't got a carb in his system. Like, are you shitting me? Like, do you have any idea what that does to you? Yeah. Emotionally? That's why yeah. guys are not around their wives on fight week, leading yeah. into that most of the time. Because you you cannot be around nobody. You're yeah. miserable. You hate life, usually. He's, he's cutting weight. He's training. He's, he's trying to, you know. Yes. It's uh it's insane that he he didn't try to get it extended or, or moved. I'm, I'm impressed. Just he shows up to this fight. I'll be impressed. Yeah, Spidey Mike Jackson will be doing a podcast. Uh, myself, Matt, and Chris um, after the pay per view. But yeah, it's uh, so right now. Punk AJ Lee testified today. Um, I Punk that. was on the stand. So this was kind of crazy. So Punk at the Royal Rumble 2014, his last ever WWE yeah. match, last ever match. Uh, he got injured by Kofi Kingston close, from a clothesline. Close line, got a concussion, yeah. He got a concussion. And he said, like, WWE sent out, we're trying to get him out of the ring later, and he wouldn't go, so finally they sent Kane out. But if you look at the timeline, Punk got knocked, got the concussion, like, 10 minutes in. Right. And he ended up working that match for, like, 45 minutes. Right. So it wasn't until, like, a half hour later that Kane got him out. And then when Kane got him out, he choke slammed him through a table on the outside. Oh, that's good for a concussion. Yeah, like what the, <laughs> what the hell? So people are, you know, a lot of people are saying that WWE is negligent, you know, knowing he had a concussion. My guess is that Punk and WWE with each other, as part of his uh, settlement to get out of his contract, they had a thing where they wouldn't sue each other, and and that's. You know, that's why WWE didn't actually sue Punk. It was the WWE doctor. So they kind of got around that lawsuit bit by having the doctor do the lawsuit. Oh, was it threatened originally that he would sue WWE? There was there was this uh, thing where he thought it was, uh, what is it, MSLR or what's it? uh, MRSA? MRSA, yes. And uh, I think that's when WWE kind of moved the uh, release up quickly. So I think, uh, and it it turned out, I guess it wasn't. I think that's really serious. Punk apparently embellished uh, some of the things in the story, but it didn't sound like he said anything that was an outward lie, but sounded like some stuff was embellished a bit. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, continue. Lots of details. Under oath, chick magnet. Yeah. I've heard this one. I've heard that before, though. Um, Yeah. Hey, really quick, what do you guys think the outcome of it is going to be? The verdict. Man, you know, he, I mean, he basically admitted to embellishing a lot of the story. And, uh, but if Chris Amon, you know, if his big thing is he got mean tweets over it or signs at live events, that seems like people get mean tweets over anything. Cole, 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 nothing, nothing should happen to him at all. Yeah, yeah. I think nothing should happen to Cole. Punk? I don't know. Because I was listening to Booker's, um, I, I'm always on YouTube, and this came up on my YouTube feed, Booker's comments on it, and I listened to it, and he made it sound like if Punk loses, he's going to lose a ship, uh, a, load, a, a lot of money. Yeah. Like That's a, a million dollars money. right off the bat, just the just the judgment, plus all the money he spent lawyer fees, you know, really? over the past, yeah, whenever this started, this was, this has been like what three years when the lawsuit was first filed so it's that's a lot of money in lawyer fees and so so two more than two million you think probably yeah when all is said and done if he loses 
So I was going to say, if not for legal fees, I could see this being one of those verdicts where he's found guilty and has to pay like $1 in restitution. Hmm. Will will Chris have the opportunity to say, you know what? No, I don't want two point whatever million dollars. I just want a handshake. No. <laughs> that doesn't sound right coming out of my mouth. Yeah, no way. They're gonna they're gonna take him for all that they can. This is the whole works, thing is to drain so, him of his funds. He worked so hard for that money, man. You know what I mean? I, I over the years, I'd hate to see. Yeah, especially if anything happened to Cabana, then that opens up a whole bird's nest because that's like well, then no, no one can say anything on anything. any talk show. No, yeah, you can't do that. I know our society's getting crazy. Yeah. right now but that's ridiculous no. Yeah. no it'll be funny though so if, if punk has to pay millions this will be again the wwe uh acting against their best interests then he'll go back do some indie wrestling dates he's not making a million off of indie wrestling I don't, no, think no. I don't think they'd worry about that yeah yeah they're that era they're that arrogant and they are the monopoly well, we shall see. Uh, stay tuned to Wrestling Inc. for all the latest. Uh, yeah. We'll be back here Wednesday, 12 noon Eastern, to talk about SmackDown Live. Guys, teasing the segment, Carmella tomorrow night says she's going to do a promo, tell the truth about Asuka. This sounds like a recipe for disaster. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's the same thing uh, Sammy Zane did tonight. Yeah, maybe. Um, we shall see. Matt, anything you want to plug before we head out here? Uh, no, I'm good. Cool, man. Yeah, He's Matt Morgan on Twitter and Instagram. Follow oh, my interview with Haku. Yeah. yeah. You cut off my Facebook link one more time, Raj. <laughs> Matt Sorry. Morgan for a long one on Facebook. <laughs> interview and, with who? Yes. Haku. When's it up? Uh, this week. What day? Uh, first part should be by Wednesday. Cool, toughest man in wrestling history. Toughest man in wrestling history, and he, probably the nicest guy too. Yes, he is. He really is. Yeah. Cool. I'm. Uh, I'm sorry. He lives near me. He is. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, I'm Glenn Rubenstein. You can find me on Twitter at Glenn Rubenstein. I tweet along with Raw and SmackDown, along with the Wrestling Inc. account. And yeah, we'll see you back here Wednesday on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.